the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is your destination where not only do you get a lot of applause, but you get value for your time. You know, time's one commodity that we can't replace. God has given us a preordained, preset amount of time, and what you do with it will dictate how you are judged. You know, the good book says uh, there's, a, there's a time to live and there's a time to die. And the good book says it is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And how are we judged? We're judged by what we did. But not just by what we did, but also why we did it. What was the motivation of the heart? And so that's why we're called to live and examine life. That's why Paul tells us to examine ourselves, to see if we're still in the faith. We've got to examine ourselves to see if we're the man or the woman that we want to be. We've got to examine ourselves uh, to see if we're living to our potential. We've got to examine ourselves to ask ourselves and answer those existential questions of who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life? Soon we'll all stand before our maker. And what's going to be your story? What's going to be your reason why? If we get a chance to explain ourselves, because God knows everything. God knows our thoughts. He knows our intentions. He knows our heart. So if God allows us to explain anything, because he already knows everything, what would your defense be? What would you say to the God of the universe who requires perfection, who requires a return on his investment? I don't know about you, but I want a return on my investment. I want to know that what I'm doing is bringing me returns eternally. I know Lee wants that. Most people I hang out with, because I don't hang out with a lot of people, they want to be better. They want to be all who God was created to be. But in order to be all that we were created to be, we've got to understand who or what we were created to be. See, that's one of the existential questions. Who am I? You know, it was that, uh, that smiley character on Saturday Night Live. Who am I? Right? <laughs> right? Oh, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that was a different show. But who am I? You know, we laugh about that. We joke about that. But you got to know who you are. And today... I want you to live to your potential. Today, I want to encourage you to fly like an eagle. You know, think about this. If you were to associate yourself with a creature in the animal kingdom, which one would it be? 
I went to this class about three or four decades ago called Eagle Quest. Uh, and they uh, basically, uh, after spending some time with you, would uh, would basically give you a spirit animal name, uh, what your spirit, uh, the essence of it. Uh, and my name, my spirit animal name was Passion Heart Buffalo. That was my spirit name. Now, if you know anything about a buffalo, uh, it fits Mr. Black, doesn't it? <laughs> because they're big, they're bulky, uh, you don't want to mess with their kids. Uh, you know, they're not going to back down. Uh, they're a thunder. They're a herd. When they move, the, the ground shakes. That's where I am. But I've also been very, very fascinated by eagles. It's the emblem of America. Uh, whether you realize it or not, in the Bible, uh, and again, depends on the translation. But in Revelation, it talks about a, a talking eagle. Yep, in the Bible, there's a talking donkey. There's a talking eagle. There's a virgin birth. There's a floating accent. <laughs> There's people walking across dry land that just five minutes earlier for the last thousand years was called the Red Sea. So are you living in the miraculous? Can you consider that there's far more for you to do than you've been doing up until now? And so for many who inspire for a life of significance, an eagle is a great comparative emblem. Eagles fly alone. They fly at high altitude. They don't keep the company of smaller birds. No other bird can get to the height of an eagle. What about you? Harvey McKay asked the question, are you a duck or an eagle? What's the difference, you may ask? Well, ducks quack and complain, but eagles soar above the crowds. Author and speaker Harvey Mackey uh, tells a, a great story about a cab driver who decided to soar like an eagle. The story goes something like this. He was waiting in line for a ride at the airport when a cab pulled up. The first thing Harvey noticed was that the taxi uh, was polished to a bright shine. Smartly dressed in a white shirt, black tie, and freshly pressed black sacks, slacks, the cab driver jumped out and rounded the car to open the back passenger door for Harvey. He handed him a laminated card and said, I'm Wally, your driver. While I'm loading your skins, uh, your suitcases, if you will, in the trunk, I'd like you to read my mission statement. So taken aback, Harvey read the card. It said Wally's mission statement. To get my customer to their destination the quickest, safest, and cheapest way possible in a friendly environment. It's a good mission statement. This blew Harvey's mind away, especially when he noticed that the inside of the cab matched the outside, spotlessly clean. As he slid behind the wheel, Wally said, would you like a cup of coffee? I have a thermos of regular and one of decaf. Harvey half-jokingly said, no thanks, I prefer soft drinks. Wally smiled and said, no problem, I got you handled there too. I have a cooler up front here with me. I got regular and Diet Coke, water and orange juice. Which would you prefer? Almost stuttering, Harvey said, I'll, I'll take a Diet Coke. Handing him his drink, Wally said, if you'd like something to read, I have the Wall Street Journal, Times, Sports Illustrated, and USA Day. As they were pulling away, Wally handed my friend another laminated card. These are the stations I get and the kind of music they play. If you'd like to listen to the radio, just let me know which station you prefer. As if that weren't enough, Wally then told Harvey that he had the air conditioning on and asked if the temperature was comfortable enough for him. He then advised Harvey of the best route to his destination for the time of day. He also let him know that he'd be happy to chat with him and tell him about some of the sights or, if Harvey preferred, to leave him with his own thoughts and business. Harvey was absolutely amazed and asked the driver, Tell me, Wally, have you always served customers like this? 
Wally smiled as they looked in the rearview mirror to make eye contact with Harvey, and he said, No, not always, sir. In fact, it's only been the last two years. My first five years driving, I spent most of my time complaining like all the rest of the cabbies do. Then I heard somebody talk about uh, uh, being all you could be. I think it was Wayne Dwyer or Dyer. He had just written a book called You'll See It When You Believe It. And Mr. Dyer said that if you get up in the morning expecting to have a bad day, you'll rarely disappoint yourself. He said, stop complaining. Differentiate yourself from your competition. Don't be a duck. Be an eagle. Ducks quack and complain. Eagles soar above the crowd. And that hit him right between the eyes, said Wally. Mr. Dyer was really talking about me. I was always quacking and complaining, so I decided to change my attitude and become an eagle. I looked around at the other cabs and the drivers. The cabs were dirty, the drivers were unfriendly, and the customers were unhappy. So I decided to make some changes. I put in a few at a time. When my customers responded well, I did more. I take it that it's paid off for you, Harvey said. It sure has, Wally replied. My first year as an eagle, I doubled my income from the previous year. This year, I'll quadruple it. You were lucky to get me today. I don't sit at cab stands anymore. My customers call me uh, first appointments on my cell phone. They get them. They leave a message on my answer machine. If I can pick them up myself, I get a reliable cabbie friend to do it. I take a piece of the action. See, Wally was phenomenal. He was running a limo service out of a yellow cab. I've told the story so many times, and yet it's so powerful. Because Wally chose to do something a little bit different. Wally chose to rise above. Wally chose to reach his potential. Wally chose to stand out. Not to be a group of complainers, but to soar high. And ladies and gentlemen, each and every one of us have the possibility. I just got one question for you. Who are you? I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 1st through the 3rd. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. 
Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Ladies and gentlemen, today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm suggesting that you get the flock out of here. Yeah, I know, Lee. I said it right. I just want to make sure you understand. <laughs> like, Lee goes, oh, I missed the button. No, get the flock out of here. See, today we're talking about the eagle. And it's a great metaphor, great analogy. Matter of fact, I used to collect eagles. I, I used to have thousands of eagles. I was a head of the college Republicans at UNLV. I was the state chairman for the college Republicans. I was the uh, uh, UNLV chairman for the college Republicans. I debated uh, the head of the Democratic Party in 92 when Bill Clinton was running. And I'm talking about debating him on, on TV uh, for the whole state uh, as the head of the college Republicans. And so I, I was really into America, patriotic, joined the military. Uh, everything I wore was red, white, and blue. And I had a easily, I probably have the largest collection of eagles of anybody I knew, and I knew a few people that collected eagles. I used to love the eagle because of what it represented. And I got this from LiveScience.com. It says, why is the bald eagle uh, America's national bird? And it says, along with uh, an official flower motto, every state has its own official bird. But flying high above them all is the bald eagle. Representing the United States of America, images of the iconic bird can be found just about everywhere. From coins and paper currency to passports, the president's official seal. But why this bird? The idea for using the bald eagle to symbolize America was proposed in 1782 when, draw, when a drawing of the eagle was presented to the newly formed Congress. According to U.S. National Archives, it was immediately accepted. And soon an olive branch and arrows representing peace and war, respectively, were included in the eagle's talons. The bald eagle was officially adopted as the emblem of the United States five years later in 1787. And this is the last paragraph, little sentence I'll read. It says, the bald eagle was chosen because of its association with authority and statehood. In fact, the eagle has been used as a symbol of governmental power since Roman times. And so I'm not picking on ducks. You know, Harvey McKay, we were sharing the story, you know, 
Uh, I'm not saying ducks are bad. I'm making a metaphor, an analogy uh, of a type, if you will. Just like in the Bible, there's a lot of types of Jesus. And Moses was a type of Jesus. Joseph was a type of Jesus. Uh, Gideon, a type of Jesus. Noah, uh, a type of Jesus. And so these are types. And we can see traits and qualities of a certain creature, a certain thing, and then transpose, transplant, transfer, right, those qualities. So let's be honest. I think ducks are adorable. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a duck. I don't, I'm not sure if I've ever eaten one. It's supposed to be Peking. Uh, if you make it with a Peking flair, it's supposed to be good. But ducks are cute. They paddle around in circles. I don't know about you, but how many people do you know paddle around in circles? I see lots of people. I deal in the trenches of people's psyche, of people's emotional crevices. And a lot of people looking cute, paddling around in circles, getting nothing accomplished. Eagles, on the other, other hand, they fly, and they fly high. It's how it is. Some leaders are like eagles, soaring, inspirational. Many are like ducks, benign, likable, appear calm on the surface, but are paddling like, like heck, right, Lee? Paddling like heck <laughs> under the surface just to survive. That's why leaders are like eagles. They don't flock. You don't find them in a flock. You don't find eagles in a flock. That's why I said get the flock out of here because if you're in a flock, you're not an eagle. You could be a duck. You could be a chicken, you could be a goose, you could be a lot of things. See, with eagles, you, they don't flock. You find them one at a time. They stand out. They speak up. They act majestically. They act accordingly. Ducks are usually in groups. A flock like sheep, a group of ducklings, can simply be called a flock. Brace, paddling, or raft. It's interesting, different terms, but... A flock like sheep, a flock of sheep like sheeple. See, we were meant to soar. There is none like you. The Bible says that we will judge angels. The whole point of the Garden of Eden is it was perfection. God wanted his divine world and his fleshly world to come together. In the Garden of Eden, they were going to rule. We were going to rule with God. But we had to mess that up. And five chapters in, God said, let's end this whole thing. I made a big mistake, but I'll keep eight. And then Genesis 7, those eight landed again on dirt. And then all you got to do is go four chapters. Before it was five chapters. Now just go four chapters. What do you talk about? The Tower of Babel. The table, Tower of Babel, there's two sentences written about it, and it's one of the most important things that happened in the Bible because God disinherited the nations. It was right after that that he called Abraham. And he was going to pull Abraham out of Mesopotamia, pull a people out of another people, and start with a brand new group. And then if you realize what happened there, that didn't go so well either. So at some point, since God couldn't trust man, he realized he had to come down in the form of man because man wasn't trustworthy. But all, all, so that we could fly like eagles with the Son of God. See, the eagle metaphor has been used across cultures as a symbol of strength, freedom, independence, self-actualization. Matter of fact, one of my favorite eagle metaphors comes from a Native American writing. It says, quote, eagle is reminding you to take heart and gather your courage. For the universe is presenting you with an opportunity to soar above the mundane levels of your life. The eagle teaches you to broaden your sense of self beyond the horizon of what is presently visible.
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to decide. It's up to each of us to decide if we want to be a duck or an eagle. And again, I'm not picking on eagles, any type of bird. How about this one? The eagle who thought he was a chicken. I've told this story many times. I'm not sure if I got it from Bill Johnson uh, online, but he has it there. A fable is told about an eagle who thought he was a chicken. When the eagle was very small, he fell from the safety of his nest. A chicken farmer found the eagle, brought him to the farm, and raised him in a chicken coop among the many chickens. So the eagle grew up doing what chickens do, living like a chicken, acting like a chicken, talking like a chicken, believing it was a chicken. A naturalist came to the chicken farm to see if what he had heard about an eagle acting like a chicken was really true. He'd never heard of it. It's impossible. Why would an eagle act like a chicken? Why would he subjugate himself? and go from the top of the food chain to a chicken that is now grounded on the ground. Why would you do that to yourself? He knew that an eagle is king of the sky. He was surprised to see the eagle strutting around the chicken coop, pecking at the ground, and acting very much, very much like a chicken. The farmer explained to the naturalist that this bird was no longer an eagle. He was now a chicken because he had been trained to be a chicken. And more importantly, get this, leaders, get this, ladies and gentlemen, he believed he was a chicken. The naturalist knew there was more to this great bird than his actions showed as he pretended to be a chicken. He was born an eagle and had the heart of an eagle, and nothing could change that. So the man lifted the eagle onto the fence surrounding the chicken coop and said, Eagle, thou art an eagle. Stretch forth thy wings and fly. The eagle moved slightly only to look at the man. Then he glanced down at his home among the chickens in the chicken coop where it was comfortable. He jumped off the fence, jumped to the ground, and continued doing what chickens do. The farmer was satisfied. I told you, he believes he's a chicken. The eagle is a chicken, he said. The naturalist returned the next day and tried again to convince the farmer that the eagle uh, and the eagle that the eagle was born for something greater. Sound familiar? He took the eagle to the top of the farmhouse and spoke to him, Eagle, thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky and not to the earth. Stretch forth thy wings, eagle, and fly like an eagle. The large bird looked at the man, then again looked down in the chicken coop. He jumped from the old man's arms onto the roof of the farmhouse. Knowing what eagles are really about, the naturalist asked the farmer to let him take one more shot at it. Just one more time. He would return the next day and prove that this bird was, in fact, an eagle. The farmer, convinced otherwise, said, sure, it's just a chicken, but do what you want to do. The naturalist returned the next morning to the chicken farm, took the eagle and the farmer some distance away to the foot of a high mountain. They could not see the farm nor the chicken coop from the new setting. The man held the eagle on his arm and pointed high into the sky where the bright sun was beckoning above. He spoke again. Eagle, thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky and not to the earth. Stretch forth thy wings and fly. This time, the eagle stared skyward. In the bright sun, he looked up, he looked forward, straightened his large body, stretched his massive wings. His wings moved, slowly at first, then surely and more powerfully, with the mighty screech of an eagle, he flew. 
And I was reading what Bill Johnson wrote online after the story, and he said he, he remembers this familiar story from back in his youth, ministry days. He ran into a woman. She'd been in sobriety for 33 years. And as they talked together in passing, she said, I'm a drunk, and then went on with what she was talking about. At a pause in the conversation, he asked, who are you? Thinking that she might answer as others have before, I'm a drunk, I'm weak, I'm in recovery. Perhaps she guessed what I was getting at, and she looked at me with a sparkle in her eye and proclaimed, I'm a child of God. Yes. Yes, you are. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to be reminded of who we are. We have a world telling us something different. We have our flesh telling us something different. We have our past telling us something different. We have our pain telling us something different. We have state-run media and deep state telling us something different. You've got to shake that off. You've got to shake it off. You've got to remind yourself who you are. You've got to remind yourself what spirit you have. You've got to remind yourself of what you're capable of. And that's what we do here at Like It Matters Radio. It's time to soar. It's time to be more than you thought possible. It's time to be that eagle and fly. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. the, The Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. 
third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and you are back. And today I want to inspire you. Uh, I, I want to let you know there's so much more. You know, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And you got to think about what faith is. Faith is BS. It's a belief system. Now, again, to you, BS means something different. You're not in Texas, and you're not walking in a field with cattle everywhere. So I'm not talking about that BS. I'm talking about belief system. See, God says without the proper belief system, it's impossible to please him. That's what it says. And some of the most important belief systems that we have, they're called existential. They deal with our existence. Why am I here? What's my purpose? If today was my last day on this planet, what difference did I make? How many people's lives are better because their path has crossed my path? How many people are now walking in the counsel of God and under his umbrella uh, and as his son because people have intersected with me? How many people in my life did I beg God to see need me to need for a divine encounter that I said, please, Lord, use me today. Whatever you're about today, Daddy, Abba, I want to be a part of it. Every morning when I wake up, it's General Jesus, Private Black, reporting for duty, sir. See, we are made in the image of God. If you're a child of God, you were made to rule with God. You will judge angels someday. Uh, you are a brother of Jesus Christ. He is the first of the resurrection. I'm not sure why I am, maybe 622 million. I don't sure. I'm not sure what my number is. But we're called to soar. We're called to be beyond our circumstances. We're called, as Romans 8:28 says, that all things work for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Matter of fact, it said God causes all things to work for the good. And so we're talking about what type of creature you're going to be because we're all creatures. A creature is nothing more than a created being. And the only non-creature out there is Yahweh, is Jehovah. Even the angels were created at some point. But God is preexistent. And so we got to have a purpose. We got to know not only why we're here, but we got to know who we are. And we got to know who's. It's possessive. It's apostrophe. It's owned. We got to know whose we are. See, again, it's interesting because this uh, story about the eagle who believed it was a chicken is a spiritual story. As I was searching it out, because I've told it for years, I keep finding Christian websites that have this, so counselors. It's interesting. And here's one from Billy Holland, just the wrap-up. He said, the eagle finally realized who he was and never returned again to an average and ordinary life of mediocrity. Let me ask you this. Are you living an average, 
ordinary, life of mediocrity. A virgin birth is an average, is an ordinary. A rapture is an average, is an ordinary. Parting the Red Sea so that two million people could walk across dry soil and then destroy the most powerful army at the time in that same water is not average or ordinary. Creating all life in six days is not average or ordinary. You got to stop returning to average or ordinary life of mediocrity. We were created for much greater than that. That's not what eagles do. Eagles don't eat trash. See, the eagle by nature flies high, is independent, and does not follow a flock. They have a clear vision. They are very strong, choose where they want to go. As skilled hunters, they decide what and when they eat, which is why they are classified as birds of prey. On the other hand, the domestic chicken is a symbol of that which is limited and dependent on others. As a ground dweller that pecks and scratches, they are weak and vulnerable to predators. They are quite content to just eat and sleep and be taken care of. This is what's wrong with America today. This is what's wrong with so many people today. The pandemic created it. Just put money in my account and let me live stream Netflix. Let me smoke some pot and eat some good food, and I'm good. Is that really all life is about? And then someday you're going to find out there is a God because the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. That's why I do this daily radio show. It's free to you. That's why I do likeitmatters.net. Two and a half days that will change your life. I'll be in Las Vegas on October 13th. I'll be in Dallas November 10th. Do you want to soar like an eagle? Do you want to see what you're really made of? And I'm not being harsh on chickens. You know, I don't hate chickens. I love chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. It's the best food out there outside of beef. I love a good cow. That's not to say that chickens lack the ability to understand a reason, but the analogy points to an attitude of being complacent. Are you complacent? Are you eating scraps? Are you just getting by? Or are you living your life like it matters? Are you going for significance? Are you a child of God and want to lead other people to that same God that you follow? Attributes such as intelligence, being emotionally sensitive, talented, charismatic personality is not what keeps a person trapped in the bondage of a survival mentality. You know what keeps them trapped in the bondage of a survival mentality? Not knowing who they are. Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? But it's not just not knowing who you are. Here's the second part, and this is the one I get a lot of people because they come to my class, they're changed. I do a daily radio show. I make myself available, and most people go back to their old life. They go back to what they know. A dog returns to his vomit, and a sow after cleaning herself returns to the mire. But you don't have to do that. See, it's not just about knowing who you are, but it's also about people refusing to do what it takes to become all they've been called to be because it takes effort. It takes work. See, the barriers of low self-esteem, a lack of self-confidence must be conquered as each individual decides the level of success they want to reach. You got to know who you are and why you're here. You got to know what you're capable of. And see, the wiles of the devil, they, they, he downplays us. He makes us believe we're chicken. He has these walls and these fears that show up as blocks to leadership. Things like fear of risking, lack of commitment. What happens, we experience some things through a lot in our past. Maybe we were just a kid. Maybe things weren't going our way. Maybe we didn't have the resources. And something happens one or two times, and then we make it in eternity that that's just the way it is. And then we start creating walls, and we start believing lies about ourselves. And then the blocks of leadership become things like rescuer, victim, fear of intimacy, indecisiveness, low expectation of others, 
fear of the unknown, fear of failure, closed-minded, critical, lack of focus, wanting to be like low self-worth, low self-esteem, lack of trust. How about this? Focusing on problems, controlling versus empowering, having to work hard, having to be perfect. Or the three big ones at the end that usually most people cannot deny, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment, lack of purpose, and fear of success. Because, boy, if people are going to expect me to do this well all the time. See, once there was a king who received a gift of two magnificent falcons. They were peregrine falcons, the most beautiful birds he'd ever seen. He gave the precious birds to his head falconer to be trained. Months passed, and one day the head falconer informed the king that though one of the falcons was flying majestically, soaring high in the sky, the other bird had not moved from its branch since the day it had arrived. The king summoned healers and sorcerers from all the land to tend to the falcon, but no one could make the bird fly. He presented the task to the member of his court, but the next day the king saw through the palace window that the bird had still not moved from its perch. Having done everything possible, everything he could think of, the king thought to himself, maybe I need someone more familiar with the countryside to understand the nature of this problem. So he cried out to his court, go and get a farmer. In the morning, the king was thrilled to see the falcon soaring high above the palace gardens. He said to his court, bring me the doer of this miracle. The court quickly located the farmer who came and stood before the king. And the king asked him a simple question. How? How? How did you make the falcon fly? With his head lowered in submission, the farmer said to the king, My lord, it was very easy, your highness. I simply cut the branch where the bird was sitting. See, ladies and gentlemen, when you consider yourself an eagle, a duck, a chicken, a falcon, whatever, I'm just using an analogy. You got to know that we are made in God's image. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created Go down 25 verses, Genesis 1, 26. Let us make man in our image under our likeness. We're made to create. We're made in the God class to realize their incredible potential as human beings. But the sad part is at times we just sit on branches, clinging to the things that are familiar to us, living in our pain, living in the broken promises, Living in the belief that we're not enough, we're not good enough, not smart enough, not tall enough, not rich enough, not black enough, not white enough, not this enough, not that enough. I mean, the pain and the possibilities are endless, but for most of us, they remain undiscovered. See, we conform to the familiar, the comfortable, the mundane. That's why so many people are out there looking for the easy button. If you're looking for the easy button, go to Staples. It'll cost you 10 to 12 bucks, made China with lead paint. If you're looking for easy, go to a bar at midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. Easy's not eternal. Easy's not what you want. What you want is the go button. It's the slot racetrack. When you snap together this racetrack and there's a slot that runs around it, and you got that little car with a metal stud stick on the bottom, and you put the metal stud and the female slot in the track, and then you grab the controller, and there's only one button. There's no steering device. Why? Because when you press that button, that car goes wherever the track is laid out. 
you got to put a track in place, ladies and gentlemen, to know who you are, to know why you're here, to know who you are. And then you just press the button. And it's not the easy button you're pressing. It's the go button. Because go brings power to the track. Ladies and gentlemen, you're meant to soar. Today, I'm suggesting get the flock out of here because you are meant to soar as an eagle. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 1st through the 3rd. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. Uh, And, man, I still got openings in Vegas. 
Man, what happens in Vegas hopefully doesn't stay in Vegas because in October 13th or 15th, we're going to change some lives. We're going to soar like the eagles that we were created to be, and we're going to change some lives. And so I pray that what happens in Vegas October 13th through 15th does not stay in Vegas. It goes to your homes. It goes to your communities. It goes to your cities. We got right now, I think, nine people, a great group of people from all over the country. Uh, go to likeitmatters.net. We got three spots still available there in Vegas. Uh, November 10th through 12th, we'll be here in Dallas. And our last class of the year i'm gonna go up to twin cities hopefully see lee give him a big hug and uh uh you know you never know i don't know if i'll see him or not <laughs> but i'll be up there for a week after the class so hanging out with our listeners hanging out with the graduates so looking for that go to likeitmatters.net ladies and gentlemen we're talking about today being who you were created to be i'm using the analogy metaphor uh of uh, an eagle but you've got to know who you are. You know, it's one thing I don't like about uh, uh, AA. AA's helped millions of people. One thing I don't like at AA is they, you basically say, I am an alcoholic. I get why they do that. But I always tell people, uh, be careful what you attach to your identity. Because we act as if. We act as if. And when someone says, how are you doing? I say, I'm in the hands of God. When someone wants to know who I am, I'm a child of God. And I do my best to never forget it. See, and this is what we got to do. We got to remind ourselves. It's called truth therapy. No matter what anyone tells you, what you tell yourself, what your inner critic or outer critic says, you are a child of God, created in the image of God. The image may be marred and, and buried a bit, but it's there. It's in you. And you just got to let it come out. Our problem is we have spiritual amnesia. We've forgotten our God. We have left him just like Judah did, just like the the 12 tribes of Israel did. We have spiritual amnesia. We simply have forgotten who we are and who we were created to be. Think about this. The two greatest commandments in the Bible have nothing to do with sex, drugs, or rock and roll. I say this over and over. It's called repetition of message, so maybe you'll hear it after a thousandth time. The greatest commandment in the Bible is to remember, to remember who you are, to remember that God will never forsake you, to remember that it, with God all things are possible, to remember greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, to remember that you must decrease so he can increase, to remember it's not about you, to remember in your weakness his strength is perfected. See, that's the whole Deuteronomy 8. I love Deuteronomy. As a matter of fact, Deuteronomy 6 through 8 is basically a rehash of all the stuff that they're supposed to remember. And then the second greatest commandment is do not fear. I'm with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. You're more than a conqueror. You are a royal priesthood. We will judge angels someday. We're part of the divine council. God's moving us back to his Edenic vision, perfection. God's divine family and God's fleshly family will be one family who will reign and rule for eternity. The poem by Rumi says it best. You were born with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You are not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them and fly. Dr. Miles Moreau wrote a great article um, from probably a decade ago called Seven Principles of an Eagle. I'm going to go through these in this closing segment. Principle one, eagles fly with eagles. They fly alone. See, eagles fly alone at high altitude and not with sparrows or other small birds. No other bird can get to the height of an eagle. 
stay away from sparrows and ravens. This is about environment. What type of environment are you living in? Are you living in with the earth dwellers? Are you acting and thinking and drinking and smoking it just like the earth dwellers? Or do you put yourself around people who are better than you? Do you put yourself around people? See, one thing I learned a long time ago, you'll never rise above the quality of the people you hang out with. Usually you don't pull people up. Usually other people pull you down. Principle number two, eagles have strong vision. They have the ability to focus on something up to five kilometers away. When the eagle sights his prey, he narrows his focus on it and sets out to get it. No matter the obstacles, the eagle will not move his focus from the prey until he gets it. Where's your focus? Where's your commitment? Where's your vision? And most people don't have it. They have a lack of purpose. That's why in my class at likeitmatters.net, I wake people up. That's why you hear people on the show after the, the week after talk about their life has changed. It's brand new. Save their marriage. Save their life. They already end it all. So you've got to learn this from eagles. Have a vision. Remain focused no matter what the obstacle. And you will succeed. Principle number three, eagles do not eat dead things. Quit looking for easy, low-hanging fruit. Quit it. Eagles feed only on fresh prey. Vultures eat dead animals, but eagles will not. And this is where we say, be careful what you feed your eyes, your ears, where your feet go, because you're feeding your experience. What kind of movies do you watch? What do you watch on TV? Steer clear of outdated and old information. Always do your research. Think for yourself. Quit eating the leftovers of the earth dwellers. Quit eating foods that was sacrificed to idols. Your experience. If I could go back to little me at five years old, I'd say be careful what you allow in your experience. Be careful what you put in your head. And so you've got to be a steward of your mind. You've got to guard your heart because all the issues of life stem from it. You've got to watch what you see. You've got to watch what you listen to. You've got to watch your self-talk. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy. The Bible is replete with stuff. Focus only on those things that are good and pure. Hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. To transform your thinking. To not conform to the thinking of this world. To guard your heart to all the issues of life. All those are about focus. Principle number four, eagles love the storm. Isn't that powerful? When clouds gather, the eagles get excited. The eagle uses the storm wind to lift it higher. Once it finds the wind of the storm, the eagle uses the raging storm to lift them above the clouds. You get it? The eagle, the eagle lifts above. The, this gives the eagle an opportunity to glide and to rest its wings. In the meantime, all the other birds hide in the leaves and branches. Like right now, step up. Right now, in this, we're in the end time. Step up. Be seen. While other people are shirking and hiding in rocks and under caves, you stand out. See, we can use the storms of life to rise to greater heights, achieve, uh, achievers relish, if you will, challenges. They use them profitably. Remember, you're either going into a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're preparing or recovering from a storm. And God gives us two types of storms, perfecting and correcting. Remember, Jesus was in the spirit and was led to be tempted for 40 days. Luke 4, Matthew 4. Jesus told all his disciples to get into the boat, to cross the waterway. And on that journey, they hit a storm where they cried out, thought they were going to die. And Jesus was sleeping on the boat while they were screaming bloody murder. He took them in that storm. Why? To test their faith. O ye of little faith. There are two types of storms, perfecting or correcting. And you're either going to give glory to God or glory to the devil. I don't care if you caused the storm or if God caused it. There's only one outcome. 
one person's going to get glory. And you've got to decide, is that going to be God or is that going to be the devil? Principle number five, the eagle tests before it trusts. Isn't that a great story? When a female eagle meets a male and they want to mate, she flies down to earth with the male pursuing her and she picks a twig. She flies back in the air with the male pursuing her. Once she has reached a height high enough for her, she lets the twig fall to the ground and watches it as it falls. The male chases after the twig. The faster it falls, the faster it chases it. He has to catch it before it falls to the ground. He then brings it back to the female eagle. The female eagle grabs the twig and flies to a higher altitude, then drops the twig for the male to chase. Isn't that incredible? Whether in private life or business, one should test commitment of people intended for partnership. You don't go into it blind. You make sure you're equally yoked. Principle six, when ready to lay eggs, a female and male eagle identify a place very high in a cliff where no predators can reach. That's powerful. See, the people who love us do not let us languish and sloth, but push us hard to grow, to prosper. Even in their seemingly bad actions, they have good intentions for us. And principle number seven, we occasionally need to be shed off old habits and items that burden us without adding to our lives. See, when the eagle grows old, his feathers become weak and cannot take him as fast as he should. When he feels weak and about to die, he retires to a place far away in the rocks. While there, he plucks out every feather on his body until he's completely bare. He, stray, he stays in this hiding place until he has grown new feathers. Then he can come out. Ladies and gentlemen... You have so much potential. There's no one else like you. No one has your DNA. No one has your fingerprints. No one has. There's 30 some qualities that make us individuals that are unique to us, I've learned. And that's you. Let me help you be all you were created to be. Go to likeitmatters.net. Listen to this daily radio show. Go wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Living Life Like It Matters. I do it twice a week. And go to wayofwarrior.blog where you can get some food from heaven because man does not live by, by food, but by every word that comes out of the word of God, the wealth of God. That's what we're talking about. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, like an eagle, it does. every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. We put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Ringing Liberty. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.